Hello and welcome to Money Live News and Views. I am Devashish Pasu. Ever since a report by Hindenburg Research in the US set off a rout in the Adani Group shares, that was in January 25th onwards, the Adani saga has drawn a variety of reactions. Well, initially, it was all nationalists claiming that it is an attack on India. Then came lots of support from mainstream editors and reporters and commentators of how Adani Group has built with great deal of effort, this massive businesses, and it's not fair to take them down uh, without much of evidence, as they claimed. A few lawsuits were filed in Supreme Court, and the court got exercised about why there's so much of volatility in the shares. Now, the core issue about this story should not be lost sight of. And that is how the share prices of a set of companies rose to such extraordinary levels without any investigation or any regulatory intervention. The fact that a few of the Adani shares, actually most of them, have been at the lower circuit, remained unpinned at the lower circuit day after day after day, is in fact only confirms the central point that Hindenburg has made, that all Adani stocks were insanely overvalued the day the report was released. The price rigging of that story, of the Adani story, is really the elephant in the room. And that is something that which a lot of people have refused to see. I'm not sure whether most people really understand the full implications of how crazily priced Adani shares had become. Since Adani and Ambani are often hyphenated by politicians, let's just compare the valuations of the stocks for perspective by doing some very simple number crunching. At its peak, Adani Enterprises, which is a flagship of the group and a, and a part of the Nifty 50 stocks, was valued at a P ratio of 427. To mark that number, 427. If Reliance Industries, which is a flagship of the Ambani Group, was valued of were to be valued at let's say 400, right? Its market cap would have been 16 times of what it is, 16 times overnight. And Mukesh Ambani would be the world's first trillionaire by far. He would be worth 1.38 trillion, right? And of course, if TCS and Infosys were similarly valued. What would it do to, to the BSE Sensex? The Sensex would not have been 60,000 or so, which is it now. It would have been 480,000 to 600,000. Sensex at 4,80,000. Sensex at 6 lakh. On the other hand, if Adani shares were to be valued like Reliance or Infosys or TCS, his $150 billion, which made Adani third largest third richest person in the world very briefly that would have shrunk to just a few billion dollars that would have been the impact of this was the level of price reading that was going on in the Adani shares on January 24th the price of Adani total gas was 3892 that's not too far from its all-time high of around 4000 or so yesterday it was 714 a decline of 82% in just one month. To the shock of most participants, day after day after day, 
several Adani Group companies have locked on the 5% lower circuit. For 22 consecutive trading days, there were no net buyers of the stock, only sellers. On Friday, about 175,000 shares were traded in NSE, but all at lower circuit at buyers were swamped by a much larger group of anxious and eager sellers. So much so that the open, high, low close prices of the stock were the same. Now, the question that many people are asking, who is selling? Because directly and indirectly, Adanis control most of the floating stock. They themselves hold 74.8% of this one company that I gave as a matter of illustration, which is Adani Total Gas. And another 17.25% is held by so-called foreign institutional investors who are alleged to be the fronts of Adani. And another 6.0% is held by domestic institutional investors, let's say LIC and so on, leaving just 1.85% in the hands of the public. So who's selling? Well, that's an easy answer, but that's a wrong question. For example, ATGL, that Adani Total Gas has just 100, has 110 crore shares. If the public holds 1.85%, it means 2 crore shares are being held by the public. On Friday, 175,000 shares were traded and remained at the lower circuit. If the stock remains stuck at the lower circuit with such a meager selling, it can keep going down for a long time as panic-stricken public continues to sell. Some FIIs who have large holding could be sellers too. We don't know. The question, therefore, is not who is selling. The question is why are there are no buyers for a stock? Nobody is scooping up an extremely valuable and a fantastic company which has already fallen 82%. It's become 82% cheaper in one month. It's 21% of the, uh, sorry, uh, it's about 18% of the value that it was. But there are no buyers. The dismal answer is ATGL is still perceived to be overvalued. Still perceived to be overvalued even after an 82% fall. And that is the crux of the Adani controversy. According to Hindenburg, ADGL's fair value in accordance with industry norms of price earnings ratio is so low that the stock has to fall 97.6% to be able to be at par with similar stocks elsewhere in the world. That would make ADGL's fair price just about 100 and it was still at 714 yesterday even after an 82% decline from high. Stock valuation can of course be <coughs> Stock valuation can, of course, be influenced by a variety of factors, especially for those that are very closely held or narrowly held. So the Adani Group shares need not keep going down to the fair value, which Hindenburg has talked about. They may still, uh, they may stop at a level much higher than the uh, the values that Hindenburg has talked about, the fair values that they mentioned. Uh, but on the other hand, the stocks can overshoot also. For instance, Adani Power, which Hindenburg had said was only 18% overvalued, was already down 50% uh, as of yesterday. Now, there, have been, there would have been no controversy, believe me, about Adani Group if uh, there were buyers. There would be raised eyebrows and no brouhaha if Adani shares had found ready buyers on every single dip. But they haven't. As it stands today, the Adani story, therefore, has only one angle. How the stocks were rigged up to ridiculous heights, followed by the Hindenburg report on gross overvaluation, and then the vertical free fall in Adani stocks. The debate about the group 
is not how efficient Adani's ports and ports businesses are. They may well be very efficient. Whether he was favored by the state or not, maybe he was not favored by the state. And how hard it is to become the world's third richest person from very humble origins, as one commentator has recently pointed out. These pains of glory are misdirected and diversionary tactics designed to sidestep the main issue. The main issue, the question that everybody should be, should be asking first is how were the share price, how was the price rigging allowed to get so horribly out of hand? Any other discussion, any other questions and debate about the Adani saga should come much, much later. We first need an answer to this question. How was the price rigging so rampant, so brazen, went on for so long and to the extent that the stocks were valued at 30, 40, 50, 100, 800 times as well. If you like this, please subscribe and share. Thanks for watching.